Welcome to the fourth episode of Coal Region Campfire. Can't thank you guys enough for the support and for the listenership. We've been growing a little bit every week, been getting great feedback. And again, if you guys have any ideas, feel free to reach out to me. You could find us on Facebook, Coal Region Campfire. Like us on there, spread the word. Also, you could uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, rate us, review us. Um, and just tell as many people as you can if you enjoy it, and also on SoundCloud too. Uh, but I post a link, and the new episodes, as you know, come out every Wednesday. Now today's episode is one I've been looking forward to for a while. It's with Joe Snedeker, who does not need any kind of introduction. I met with him a couple weeks back, and we had a great conversation. He's as much fun in person. That was actually the first time I ever met him, and he was great. Uh, one disclaimer, my car did break down on the way up there, but luckily it was uh, close enough that wherever it broke down, I was able to walk in, uh, meet him, and have an interview. So take a listen. I'm sweating. My car broke down. <coughs> I told you about that before. Folks, this guy comes to the station, sweaty, broken down car, beads of water flowing off of his rib cage and sternum, and this is the guy who is going to interview him. Yeah. I was running for cover. I was looking for a knife. I thought I was going to be abducted. The, the, actually, the gas station attendant. <laughs> I'm kidding. You, he, he, was, he, he couldn't have been nicer. He asked me if I wanted to borrow his car, which I thought was a little... And that's weird. So you break down at a gas station. Right. And the guy who owns the gas station... I think so? he was a worker there, so he, he jumped me and then... Jumped me with the car. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was and then no... He was, I told him, I said, I have a big interview at 1030, because he's like... You oh. said big! I did say big, yeah. <laughs> so I said... Um, I'm going to come back. Did he say with who? I told him, yeah. And then what did he say, well, who? Then the guy goes, is he interviewing you or you're interviewing him? Oh, I'm like, oh, no, because I'm, I'm a news guy. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So I'm, no, I'm interviewing him. So he he tried to jump me. It didn't work. That's 200,000 miles. I mean. What kind of is it again? Chevy Impala. And usually you're not going to get 200 grand out of a Chevy Impala. Well. Did you change the oil every three, 4,000 Every three or 4,000. You did? Yeah. New spark plugs? No. <laughs> Change the transmission. What does spark plugs? Does that matter? <laughs> I don't listen. So listen, I, there's bugs flying around me. The, you yeah, got we a are. sweaty guy in front of me. This I don't is know the great what the heck course, I'm talking about. Right? And wait, look, there's another bug in my head. Look, here we go. You got it. Got it. All right. So when I when I was walking up here, I was sweating and I was like obviously annoyed. This is my first question. This is a big issue in my house right now. My girlfriend wants to take the ACs out because we had a we had some cool weather a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Right. So I've been telling her just because it's cool two weeks ago doesn't mean we can't. And then I saw I actually sent her a screen grab yesterday that we're going to be in the 80s this week. I can talk for hours about AC. Okay. so I know where you're coming from. The window units, it bothers her. With the look of them? It looks yeah, trashy? So then, yeah, so then it doesn't look. They're, they're brand new from Lowe's. I but mean, what doesn't she like? Just because it, it, it makes the house look... Well, she wants the windows open. Oh, I see. So then we had a deal last week that if we didn't use the AC, it was coming out on Saturday. Well, Saturday came and it was hot. Yeah. So I, I negotiated for another week. My wife has a comfort zone literally of about two degrees. Yeah, that's where I'm at. If it's 69, 70, she's chilly. Right. If it's 71, I think, okay, 72, 73, now she's hot. Right. So this is, this is that zone. Yeah. So as for the air conditioner, leave it in. That's what I want to do. It's going to be hot for the so next So you're telling week. her right now to leave it in. Leave, what's her name? Tara. Tara. Leave the air conditioner in! 
You're nuts. Although on my house, I have a window one too. Okay. And uh, I thought I you were a central air guy. I could. No, I'm not an air conditioning guy. As a matter of fact, I hate air conditioning. Wow. Because you heard it here f- first, folks. You're <laughs> no, I don't like anything about a climate-controlled world. I want everything to be honest and pure and free, even if it's uncomfortable. So when I'm living in a bubble, you see the movie Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Mars. Right. I don't want to live in that bubble. I want to feel hot at night. I want to sweat. So you'll sweat. I sweat, but the only reason I do have that air conditioner in my window is because on this shift here at Newswatch 16, I have to wake up in the middle of the night, and I have to go to bed sometimes 6, 7 o'clock. And if it's 88 degrees and sunny, right, and I'm not. going to bed at 6 o'clock, it doesn't work. So I have these blockout curtains. I turn the air conditioning only in that one room in my house uh-huh. on, and I make it almost like a crypt. It's cold. So you can't see anything outside? No, no light. It's dark. It's freezing. I get down like 62. No one enters that room. And my whole family, they're all playing soccer. My wife's in the kitchen cooking. The sun's out. The birds are chirping. And I'm upstairs in this cold, dark crypt closing down at 7 o'clock, only so I can go to bed. Otherwise, I wouldn't even have What time do you wake up? I wake up at about 321. 321, okay. Snooze? You're a snooze guy? I'm I'm anti-snooze. See, I'm I'm one snooze. You're I try to snooze. I try to be one snooze. Um, what is snooze but doubting yourself? I know it just it just feels so nice to get that extra. No, if you're gonna snooze, just set it for the later I time know, that's and then get up. Right. I have a trick for you. This may work. Here's how bizarre I am in this cold, dark crypt. Yeah. I have what's called, and I bought it 20 years ago, um, a sun. Simulating alarm light. Oh, I have the same thing, the oh, Phillips. Did, yeah. Well, the, no. Yeah. I think it is Phillips. Yeah, yeah. It, where it, it looks like a side lamp. Right, right, right. Yeah, and it and it, and it uh, like gradually increases. Yes. The yeah, yeah. I have one. So of those. if I set it for three thirty, right, around three o'clock, alarm will go off at three thirty. Goes. Ah, ah, ah. Right. But at three o'clock, a half the hour sun, before, yeah, 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 the it light starts getting bright. It's yeah. on a dimmer. It get brighter, brighter, brighter. And I never, maybe once in the last five, ten years, got to the alarm. As soon as it starts getting bright right. in the room, my brain thinks. Sun is coming up, and yeah. I wake up. Now, the downside of that is any light that can sneak through the curtain, whether it's a car light. Right, it's done. Yeah, then I wake up, and I think, uh-oh, it's my sun simulating light waking right. me up. So that's what I use. Now, do you have breakfast in the morning? Not a breakfast guy. I'm not an eat guy. You don't eat? I don't. These bugs are all over the place. Alfredo, I don't like to take time to eat. I feel the hourglass of my life. So then you, you just eat as you go? I sometimes don't even think about eating. I wish as I lay in my cold, dark crypt at night, uh-huh. I can have an like IV. Like intravenous? Yeah, yeah, that would just keep me fed all day, and then I don't have to waste time eating. And my wife, the lovely Dawn, uh-huh. she loves to cook. She loves to go out and dine and eat fine food. She's a foodie. And this is, a, a, I don't want to say a partition between us, because... Right. You know, in a marriage, it's a give and take. Of course. So I'll go out to eat with her. But the whole time I'm thinking, oh, my God, is this over? Because I hate to go out to eat. I, I'm i like grab and go, as you said. Grab and go. So yeah. you like go gurts You a go-gurt guy? <laughs> I, not, no, not a, no. I'm more like grab like a piece of turkey, slap it on bread, and I'm and, good. Good, okay. And maybe a bag of chips. All right, Lay's? I'm a baked Lay's guy, but I'm not going to really pick brands over others like right. I'll have Middlesworth. Yeah, yeah. I'll even have the generic one that just is a big white bag and it says on it 
Chips. Chips. Yeah. Fine with me. I like those. Yeah. I like those. So you get here. So then you Usually go. don't eat. I get here. I race down the highway. I live 17 miles north of Newswell. Okay, 16. so that's like a 20-minute so, ride? 20-minute ride. <clears throat> is this off? Yeah, it's off. we're not recording now, so this is... I go sometimes 90, 100 miles an hour, and that makes it a 13-minute ride. Wow. <clears throat> All right, so back to the interview. <laughs> a listener at home has no idea. How do you come up with a forecast? You know, that's that in itself is a three-hour podcast. Okay. Yeah, uh, meteorology, I always said, is the most misunderstood um, science out there. Right. No one understands what happens and how it's done. They literally think, I think we see a storm, we see the cyclone on the map, and then we kind of say, oh, maybe it'll go there. And it's very detailed. Yeah. It all starts with um, computer models, which are kind of like blueprints for the atmosphere. So we look at all these computer models showing how things flow at different levels, where things will be, 12, 24, 36 uh, hour intervals, and then we make assessments on that. Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to bore you right. to tell you all the details, but it, it's a, it's, and weather is not my job. It's my life. Mm-hmm. So on my phone right here, I'm looking at computer models all day long. I'm looking at weather data. What, what model, like what thing? When like, I'm at the what urinal, excites you, what excites I'm you the most? looking at the computer model. What, now, would you like, when you see on the, on the Doppler radar, like a hurricane or, or a snowstorm, which one's more exciting for you? Uh, the odd part is I'm not a severe weather guy, and that separates me, from, I think, from every other meteorologist I know. A beautiful day like today, blue skies. I see cirrus in the background. Yeah. Air is what we call subsiding. This is a beautiful pattern. I don't need uh, a major cyclone like, for example, today, Jose is 300 miles off yeah. the coast. I don't need that. Now, I do see beauty and wonder and all that. Right. But I don't need that. I don't dwell on that. Do you get tired of, like, because everyone has that lame meteorology joke, like, oh, they get paid to be wrong. Like, Story like, of my life. Like, I know. I, I hear well, story that all of my life. The time. And actually, yeah. I have to I have to call you out on this. Is when I say Alfredo Rowan always says fettuccine. <laughs> so that's kind of my uh, meteorology. And you, and you gave me that before when I walked in, but I appreciated it. Um, you heard it a million <laughs> times. I know. I can't. But like, I'm so have, cliche. Do you, have, do you ever have pressure? Like, from I'm like, so predictable. I'm a loser. <laughs> I'm a failure. Hey, you, you have time. You have time. I'm leaving. No. Um, I forgot what the question was. You get sick of that joke because everyone's always like these. No, these weather no. people get—they um, get paid to be wrong. I get not sick of it, but it's almost like. Here's what it's like. It's almost like remember when you were a kid, and your uncle comes up to me and he and he says, "Oh, you're you're getting so big. You're growing up. What grade are you now?" Like all those cliches. Yeah, yeah, right. You're like, Uncle, come on, can't yeah. you come up with anything? Better? Right. That's how I feel when people Staying say out of trouble. Things. Yeah, all that <laughs> stuff. So when people say you guys get. I'm like, can't you come up with anything better than that? Right. Really? I'm I'm more disappointed in them than right, I for are. being so unoriginal. For being, yeah, so unoriginal and so cliche. Do you um like do you ever have pressure from relatives if they have like a wedding coming up and they'll say, Hey, what's the weather supposed to be? Oh like? yeah, no, and I love that. I get texts from friends, uh-huh. um, golfers, doctors, uh, welders, whatever the case may right. be. And uh, concrete pourers. I and, love that. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I'm glad to help. Do you ever have like one forecast where you just nailed it? Every single day Every of my single life, day. brother. <laughs> no, a lot of times it's vague once you get beyond three, four, five days. But okay. no, I feel confident in, in, in most of my forecasts. Cool. Now, yeah. okay, so you're a science guy. That's like your thing. You, you taught science? I, uh, when I was like 11 years old, I started getting an interest in science. But I, this was with me forever. It chose me. I didn't choose it. And uh, I've always been interested in the earth and space sciences, geology, oceanography, meteorology, astronomy. Every kid uh-huh. loves astronomy. 
So yeah, I've been doing that since I was um, 11, 12, that is studying it. And then formally I went to college at Millersville University. Okay, Millersville. Meteorology in 1984 to 1988. That was Did one you tear of the it only... up there? <laughs> no. That was one of the only schools besides Penn State, and still is, that offers meteorology. Oh, really? So, back, I, maybe there's a little bit more now locally. Look at this rash on my arm. You, you might not want to get that checked out. I was No, I was cutting grasses oh. the other day, and I was holding them like a right. like you hold a loved one. Yeah. And it was all over me, so I'm all rashy. I got a, I got poison ivy. My 11-year-old, my 12-year-old Scratch. Little League pitcher. You got poison ivy? Oh, it was really bad. I came home, <laughs> and my mom, she just like... Uh, she just got all like a, a hundred cotton balls and put calamine lotion all over me. And you had that all. And in I your just face. laid in the li- living room and she put on the TV and it was like all. And it just, you know when it when it dries, it's just like I felt like a mummy. I couldn't even like. Yeah, move. it's like all cakey, yeah. right? It's like so. It was awful. What, what, we're running in the woods. I guess I used to just get it. I don't know. I still don't know what it looks like. My dad used to take me out every summer and show me what it looks like. I still can't. And I, I have no idea what it is. Now. He yeah. said three leaves, but everything has three leaves to me. Right, and now back to my wife. She'll say stuff like, "Oh, we better not go there. It's poison ivy." Right, and I, I pacify. I'm like, "Okay, I won't. I see. I know what it looks like, and it's all a lie." Right, I'm like, "Damn the torpedoes! Who cares?" Yeah, right. Uh, you know, just stop. Get poison ivy. Get poison ivy. I'm not going to be afraid of the woods. So, did you did, get it on your face? I got it everywhere, everywhere, the entire body. <laughs> it was awful. It started off as just like, but the thing about poison ivy is that it feels really good to scratch. Yeah, so so you keep scratching. So it. you have this desire satisfied. In a way, it's a good thing. Right. I never thought of it that way. You're creating right. a situation that gives you pleasure, even though it in itself is slight pain. Wow, this is getting deep. Yeah, I know. Just let it sink in for a little bit. So wait, you. You taught for years, right? Oh, so I'm a college student at Millersville, majoring in meteorology, earth, and space science. I told my instructor, I love all the earth sciences, which Mm -hmm. includes what I said, meteorology, oceanography, uh, geology. So I got this um, desire to, maybe I want to teach it. So I got this 30 credits, is it? I forget, of teaching certification back then. And I took the Praxis exam, and I graduated from Millersville with teacher certification also. All right. But would you believe while I was still there, the teacher at the school I attended took a leave of absence. She was pregnant. So guess who fills in for her before I even graduated? Well, not before, but it was the summer I was graduating. They said, hey, you want a job in the fall? And I'm like, I'll take it. So I was a science teacher at Carbonell Area High School here in Lackawanna County. That's where I grew up. And they, the principal knew me, not that it was an inside job right. or anything, but they said, this guy's a nice guy, qualified, let's hire him. So I loved it. And I taught there for, I know you're, four years. And then one of my colleagues at the school said, hey, did you know they're looking for a weekend meteorologist at Channel 16? And I'm like, ah, I'm like you. I can't sit still. I right. got to keep doing things. So, so I'm like, d- maybe I'll apply. So how do you apply? Like, because obviously, it's a great question. How right. do you apply? So here's what I do, because I have no broadcast experience, right. In meteorology, none. It wasn't done that way back in the '80s. Now they incorporate broadcasting into the degree usually. Yeah. Mine was more like pure science. So what I did was I took a picture of myself in front of guess what? My home weather station at my house. Oh, do you still have that? I had. On me now? Or I don't know. But oh, I, there's like a... So what is it? Like a... I had a home weather station at my house since I was 14. Oh, okay. Weather instruments. I would collect data. I would write it down, chart it, plot it. I was a nut. 
Wow. So I took a picture of 10, 15 years of weather data in front of my home weather station and in my background, and I sent this all to Tom Clark. And I said, I heard there's a weekend opening. I'm your guy. Um, here's my degree. Here's my home weather station. Here's what I do. Uh, I'm passionate about meteorology. And he said, come on down. And that's how he married your sister, Noreen? <laughs> that's all a lie. <laughs> Noreen is not related to me. Tom Clark is not related to me. But he had me, he had me come down. And wouldn't you know, um, I thought I did horrible. I was in front of a green screen, which I never was in front of in my life. And it was very awkward. And I wore a suit and tie, and I came down for the interview. And um, I came home that day, and I told my wife, looks like that's not going to work. But I didn't care. I was right. a science teacher loving it. And he called me back, and he said, uh, we want you for another, you know, another trial in the backyard. So I came down again, and maybe I did a little better, but yeah. I was very nervous. I may have even lied and told them that I had green screen experience when I didn't, just so I can get in the door. And that takes a while to get used to, right? Green it screen? It does, yeah. Uh, like, how do you know? You, you have a screen that you're looking at, right? Yeah, the green screen is behind the meteorologist that's still used throughout the industry pretty much. And you, anything that's green that's behind you on the wall is replaced by the computer and the camera right. with weather data, maps, images, satellite pictures. But you see the camera to the side in front of you behind the scenes. You see yourself on camera gotcha. with what is behind you. So you have to look at that TV that's in front of you and pretend you know, you're moving with what's really behind you which is data but you're not seeing it so I, I, it's awkward but you get used to it within yeah, a few hours of course yeah so they hired me wouldn't you know so now you're the weekend now guy now I'm the weekend guy it's the summer of 1993 I started science teaching in 1988-89 and now I'm doing two jobs I'm working weekends here at Newswatch 16 and I'm a full time science teacher Carbondale so I'm working except the summer seven days a week and I'm not here to be uh uh, a man of wisdom, but this goes to show you to your listeners, if you do something you're passionate about, it's not work. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So I would love teaching, and I, back then, there's no internet. It's 1993. I wanted weather data. So what'd you, well, how'd you I get weather data? I down here, they had weather data. Of course, this is the news station. We had satellite, radar, computer models. This is like a playground for you. Then. It's a playground. This is stuff you couldn't get. You can get it at your home now, right. but you can't get it then. Yeah, now you get it on your phone. So I'd be like, yeah, now you got it on your phone. Now I'm like, oh, my goodness, I get to drive 15 miles down the road and gather weather data and make a forecast and present it. You know what? I remember I never even asked what they're going to pay me. didn't even matter. I do it for free. Right. So I came down here, and I started doing that weekends. But Alfredo, the only problem was I was not myself. I was a guy in a suit and tie, and I was being kind of uh, – what I thought a TV weatherman should be, like stiff and serious, yeah, yeah. and it wasn't me. So after um, a year or two, uh, I remember thinking, this isn't for me. Uh, you know, I tried it. Hey, I did it. Right. I'm going to be a science teacher. Um, and, and I think a couple little things changed. One day, the news director at the time, I won't say his name, said, Joe, um, you know, you, people look to you to see how to dress in the morning. I noticed it was a cold day. You didn't have gloves on. Hmm. And I was, like, I was like ticked off inside. Yeah. Like, come on. I, I'm not a glove guy. Right. You're not an isotoner guy. <laughs> so I think instead I wore shorts the next day. Oh, just to really? Not to really be a rebel, but right. just to like, hey, I have nothing to lose. Yeah. I'm not only not a glove guy, I'm wearing shorts on a 35-degree sunny day in January. And when you know stuff like that started getting me out of my shell, and I started being more me, uh -huh. 
and then it caught on. I was now the silly, goofy weather guy who wears shorts in the winter, who puts characters on his weather maps, who has cold fronts represented by false teeth. And then it started working, and I started being more myself, having fun, being silly. And uh, before you know it, they asked me to go full-time and leave my teaching job. Now, was that a big... So this is now late 90s. I took a sabbatical from my high school, didn't tell anyone here. Uh-huh. And um, the sabbatical for a teacher means you could take a year off and they hold your job. You don't get paid? You don't get paid. Okay. So it's a year sabbatical, and, I, and they asked me to go full-time. And I said, okay, I'll go full-time. What they offered is uh, what I was making as a teacher, plus what I was making part-time, combined in one was more money and not working weekends. So I'm like, I'll try it for a year. What the heck? Wouldn't you know I tried it for a year and I missed teaching. Huh. So I said, and this wasn't a trick. I wasn't playing a game. I yeah, came. right. I came back and I said, I'm going back to my teaching job. Thanks for the year. And I'm like, how are you going to do that? I'm like, well, I took a sabbatical. Right. Like, oh, I see. Well played. Yeah, well, <laughs> so they, they, would you believe they said, well, how about if we give you even a little more money? And, you know, I hate to say do things for the money. Right, but, but I mean, there comes a point. At where... the time, I had two new children at home, yeah. my two boys, Luke and uh, uh, Joey. They were just toddlers, one, two years old. Uh -huh. What defines a toddler? I think, uh, like, I know when I buy clothes, I think that's up to 24 months. 20, what, 26 months, you're no longer a toddler. 20, yeah, 24, 24 months in one day is probably when you're... You're done with the toddler. Yeah. Okay, so I think toddlers, and I'm like, okay, I'll take the job. And the rest is history. I had to leave my teaching job. I've been here ever since 1999, uh, making what I consider is great money for doing something I love, and uh, I'd rather do it than not do it. Mm -hmm. Meaning if someone said, you're going to get paid X amount, and you could stay home every day, I'd be like, no thanks. Right. I'd rather come here than not. I had the same thing. I mean, when, in my career, I like my first job, I just knew I wanted to work in TV, and you know, I think I got paid, I think it was like $410 a week in New York. What year is this? <laughs> that was like six years ago. Oh, so. well, I'm not saying that's good or bad. <laughs> no, it's bad. I, well, the thing is... I'm, My rent was 1500 Oh Yeah, so. that's the problem in New York. But, I, you know, I, I hate to be cliche, but I'm not... I don't see success as money at all. Yeah, no, I know? agree. I think you. I think it shows. I mean, you look at all these people you know, who... Football coaches who have made it. Anyone who's made it, they don't... Yeah, what, you just got to... You, you are lucky enough, and I, to find something we love. And yeah. it's a pleasure to do. The Absolutely. money, it's great to have. Usually, if you if you make money, you're probably one of two things: you're in your own business, right? Or you're making money for somebody else, right? So they can make. So I guess me being the guy I was on TV, silly fun, it attracted viewers. This guy's a little different, yeah. So it made the company money, so they can give me a little bit more money. Now I saw I, I went on YouTube and I was like YouTube and some of your things. And I I saw on there there was a. Um, a woman who called, I guess, your first thing, and she called you an idiot? Yeah. Well, she was screaming an idiot? <coughs> have, yeah. you, have you forgiven her? Or? No. As a matter of fact, uh, I don't know if this applies now because I've toned my act down in recent years. Uh, Remember that guy I said who offered me the full-time position? Yeah. He, he called me in the office, and he said, Joe, I don't know if you know this. He said, but 70% of the people in our viewing audience, they don't like you. They love you. And so, you're 30%. He said, then he said... There's 10%, you know, they could right. take you or leave you. He said, uh, and then there's 20%, I'm thinking, they don't just hate you. If they, they see you, you, they want to kill you. Right. And he, you know, he paused. It's like a scene in a movie. He paused and he goes, that's why I want you here. You yeah, know? It's like that Howard Stern thing. Like I, the yeah. people who hate hated him, listen to him. Yeah, so he, he liked that polarizing aspect of my personality then. Um, so I, I'm not trying to be liked by all. 
but I will tell you this: in recent years, it's becoming more. You get even more likes now. Just I, I'm less polarizing. I yeah. think I, I used to be just very uh, maybe opinionated. Right. So I pulled back on that a little bit, or maybe you know I would be too silly. Right. You know I used to. A few times I ripped off my shirt and did the forecast. That's not on YouTube. I don't know why. You That's know. frowned upon. See, I think. <laughs> I, I mean, isn't it about getting viewers? I mean, who, who you, like? But I didn't do it as like a stunt to get viewers. Right. I just did it because. Uh, That's what you want to do. Yeah, I felt like, hey, why not? Look at it, it's so sunny. Now, if I did that, you'd see a 51-year-old gray. You don't. Chest. You actually don't look 51. Oh, that's not yeah. even though with the gray hair. No, I mean I got a couple grays. You look fantastic. Thank you. Sexy Appreciate and it. handsome. Thank you. <laughs> you hear that, people? <laughs> so that's how it all happened, and here I am, and um, I love it. Now, I, another thing I saw on YouTube was uh, that Jimmy Kimmel, when you were on Jimmy Kimmel. Did you see that? That's one of those things that surprised me, because I bet you watched that, and you thought, that's not that funny. Did you think that? Of I all the I things I've I done... I didn't think it was that funny. Like, I, I just thought it was... I don't know. I, I, Out of I, all the things I've done, right. however that got on Kimmel, I have no idea. Right. Well, I was the, referring to some coworkers that I work with. You said you like warmer weather. Well, because I, I'm, I'm always very opinionated about warm weather. Right, and for those who like it cold, I'd be like, you got to be nuts. Who would like cold weather? Do you take cold baths? Do you do you do you go home and sit on a couch and pour ice on you? No one likes cold. So you don't like Christmas and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's it's a good season. Yeah. No, but I, I also then tied in. It's like coworkers. Then I said, right. I'm not going to pretend to like all my coworkers. Some of them are jerks. Yeah. I don't like this guy. I don't. I said that on the air. Right. So for some reason, someone locally found that and thought, geez, that's not something a normal guy says on TV. Right. And they sent it to Kimmel. And then Kimmel put it on the air like, look at this guy. He's off the rails. He's making fun of his coworkers. But I think that's what people appreciate about you. <coughs> the honesty. Real. Yeah, real. I try I to mean, be honest. Like you, like you said, you know, when you first started off, the weathermen were, were kind of stiff. Like, And that's kind of what I'm, I go for in this thing. Like, I want people to feel like it's a real conversation. It's a real interview. And it's, I feel immediately welcome with you and i wouldn't have agreed to do this if i didn't sense that in your emails yeah. i could tell oh, this your guy's emails the are real great. I, I i took a screen grab and sent to my girlfriend i'm like i, I love this guy <laughs> well, that's <laughs> how i feel about you because i told a, a few people i'm doing this i'm like well aren't you worried like who you don't know who he is. i'm yeah. like no trust me people people you can think, get a vibe for people right yeah i know people like uh, i mean I think people a lot of times are like untrusting. They think it's like a hit job, but it's like I know. What am I like? What am I gonna do? Say <laughs> yeah. that you, like, are you gonna come here, get out of your broken car, and stab me to death? Hey, the, the car's <laughs> a, little, a little too soon. <laughs> too soon for the car. I'm so mad. It had two hundred thousand miles. It's time for a new car. I got car. it. I got it two years ago for thirty-five hundred. Oh, so two years ago you bought it for thirty-five hundred. See, here's what I like about you already. People who take themselves too seriously and are guarded wouldn't even tell me that they'd be like oh yeah i uh i just got here my car's in the parking lot yeah but you're open and honest well, I, I love that I mean, the sweating <laughs> no you could have just said oh yeah, because you did you did 60 push-ups because you're that's what yeah you i said fit. that but i'm in a fitbit challenge the truth because you're 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 comfortable with yourself Thank you have you. nothing to prove you don't have a better check first yeah some big diamond ring on because you want to show your social status no, You're, you know, you know, who cares about that garbage? You know, I that's don't. what I love about you. Thank you. And I don't even know. I know you for an hour. Yeah, I mean, I think we're best friends now. <laughs> best friends. Sure. How's how's uh, how's your hernia? I saw that was uh, <laughs> that was another. Thing. There's another thing. Some people I got not flack for that, but like, why are you telling everyone your personal problem? Yeah. Because that's how you bond with people. Right. You share your miseries. 
comedy is about misery. Right. You know? But my hernia surgery, I had that, uh, I don't even know, five years ago. It went well. You got to lift at the knees, man. <laughs> my doctor said, I've been doing this for a while. He said, it's usually weekend worry, warriors, uh, twerpy guys like you that get hernias. Huh. He goes, the, the, a lot of the big burly guys that they do construction for a living, they right. don't get this. He said, it's guys like you. Look at you. Well, I'm 165 pounds. Solid muscle. Yeah, yeah, twisted Slovakian steel. And then I'll try to lift, uh, you know, a two by six by 12, and that's what does it. So it went well. And you, you, you're still an avid uh, cyclist, right? Big cyclist. As a matter of fact, full, full disclosure. Here, give I it. Didn't want to do this today because I wanted to go cycling, and you're coming uh, into my cycling. Time. Oh man, that makes me feel a little bad. You were hard to pin down. Well, because every day I got crap going I know. I, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Look at my week. Tuesdays I teach I at Marywood University. That's out. Wednesday today is going to be my bike day. Thursday I have to go to my son's soccer game. Friday my wife's making me go to Philadelphia. Actually, no, Washington, Why don't you cycle, cycle down to Philadelphia to make up for the day? <laughs> you know why I'm going there? Because I have to go see her sister's kid who just got out of college and moved to D.C. So we're going to go visit. He's going to go see him move. We're going to go visit. No, oh. he's already moved. Oh, okay. So now, do I want to do that? Kind of. Right. I mean, you don't like eating, so you're never going to get a good meal. <laughs> no. Marriage is about compromise. I'm going to go out to eat with her, and it'll take maybe an hour and a half, and I wish it would just take two minutes. You could probably cycle down there, though. I'm going to. That's one of the Okay, plans. so you're going to bring in bikes. I got her into cycling. Her cholesterol level is high. Now we're cycling together. Oatmeal. You need cheese. Eat oatmeal. Oatmeal, I'll tell her that. But she slows me down when we go together. Oh. Uh, yeah. But I get to look at her and Who's spandex. your favorite cyclist? Are you a Lance Armstrong fan? You're, you're, all right, see, you're bringing up a subject now that I can alienate 100% of your audience. I don't believe, that's not that I don't believe, I have no interest in watching any sports at all. Okay. I believe life is here for doing, and when I sit down and watch a football game, Lance Armstrong in the past, whatever, within a minute I'm bored to death, and I just feel like my life is passing through the hourglass of time, and I hate myself. I don't watch anything. I have no time. No TV, have, nothing. I watched a, a documentary the other night about uh, Kim Jong-un. I like that. On Vice? On Netflix. It was uh, an hour long, and I like the new Vietnam series. Oh, on Ken Burns. Okay. Ken Burns. But that's rare. So you do like... I, but that's like... Yeah. That's very rare. They're the two things I watched in the last six months. That's, that's why you hate the winter, because you're probably stuck inside. I'm stuck inside. Right. What am I going to do? I, you can't do anything, right? I got a fat bike now. It has a big tire on it, and you can go in the snow. So that saved me. Now I don't what, a cy what? You cycle in the snow? Yeah. It's a, called a fat bike. You've heard of them or no? I think I've seen them. It's a regular bike. It's got a wider frame, and the tire is literally uh, five, six inches wide, like a balloon. And it, you, you can't can, go as fast, though, right? No, but that's the added challenge. So what right. normally would be a 40-mile bike ride, if you just do 10 in the snow, it's a good workout. You ever cycle to work? I think I did a couple times here in the past, a long time but then ago. You're when like I worked the, the weekend. Then you're like the sweaty guy, though, right? <laughs> then know? I look like a guy whose car just broke down with a 200,000-mile Impala and walked to an interview. I don't want to look like that guy. Uh, good thing I saw <laughs> this gas station. Otherwise, I would have... No, so, uh, but, but I feel bad... Because all my friends, my brothers, everyone I know, they like to gather and watch sports. And I wonder to the universe, why did you do this to my brain? What is it I don't get? I, I don't understand why anyone cares. 
Like, if the Steelers beat the Eagles, why would that matter to me? That's what I can't get in my head. It, when you do think about it, because, like, I'm a Steelers fan, so when you— And I'm not looking down on you. No, I, I hope know. you I don't take it mean, that way. I wish I could. Because I, I always think, like, people are like, oh, we won. I'm like, well, we, we, we didn't, didn't do win. anything. Like, we didn't play the game. And I think it's, like, the social aspect it must, of it. I think it's tribal. You know? It's something in they us. Do, they, there are studies that, like, people who watch, like, sports together are happier. They're happy. They're tribal. And what does that make me? Some lone loser? No, you're not. No. Stop. <laughs> but it, but if, as for the battle of colleges and everything, like, when I'm in Philly, and then I let's say I'm a Philly fan. Right. Do Philly fans go to Pittsburgh and think, I hate this city? Well, I think— I, I don't get that. Yeah, I do, know. They do do right. that. <laughs> and the other thing, too, is, like, the people playing for the team— They're like, not even they're not from, from there. Philly. So it's all an act. Yeah, right. That's what I tell everyone. It's an act. It is weird. Like I said, it, it's weird, but it's tribal. It's tribal. And I do a lot of irrational things that I can't explain, so I'm not looking down on so anyone. So when you when you go cycling, you go by yourself, or do you have it? Usually by myself. On weekends, I got a couple buddies that go with you me. You have a Peloton? No. No. We're all older guys, you know. We just No, the Peloton is that thing at the, home. The, oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, you I you meant like the actual shape. Yeah, oh, oh, no. No, what I have is the rollers at home. So uh, when it's rainy or winter a lot, I bike on rollers. Oh, wow. So you put the... You've seen rollers. Yeah, right? yeah, right. And you put oh, you put the bike on the rollers. Rollers, okay. and that, that we have to balance. So you're on the rollers, and you have to concentrate the whole time because if you stop, oh, it's not, you it's not over. stationary. No. So if well, you the, stop the, pedaling, the rollers are stationary. Okay, but if you stop pedaling, it'll just go. You'll tip over. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I thought right. it was so like you I always have understand. to keep the momentum and the gyroscope of you being upright going. It's cool. And you have like a room at the house that you do. Yep, I have a little home office, and then I watch uh, movies while I'm rolling. It's great. So you're never not doing anything. No, that's a problem I have, and I have high blood pressure, so I medicated I, for I, that. I did, uh, but I got it down. Oh, Medi- I got mine I medita- down too. I meditate. I meditate every day, ten minutes. You're a meditator. Yeah. And that what what does ten minutes do for the whole day? It just kind of it kind of just slows you down. I I, I don't know. It, it helps. See, me. this is you and I. We have these conflicts. Yeah. You don't you don't think I thought I thought you'd be a big meditator guy. Are you ready for this? Maybe this is my meditation. This. Yeah. No, what I'm about to tell you, because oh. it's embarrassing. Every night, remember how I go to bed early? Yeah. Every night at about 6.30, I take a bath. Oh, okay. For that's about me- an hour to an hour and a half. That's meditation. Oh, is it? Yeah. And I sit there with my iPhone, and I listen to music, or I read articles. Did you ever drop it in the tub? No, never. No. Because um, I'm very careful with it. And I'm conscious. I have an iPad too, so I sit there. Sometimes it's the highlight of my day. What I'm going to read in Our the tub. App. So you don't read anything. Sometimes two hours. Wow. It's all apps. I'm gonna like have to try that. You'll love it. It'll change your life. You just sit there. But the, remember, I have to force myself to go to bed at seven, seven thirty, eight o'clock. So that prepares me for the dark, cold tomb right. that I then emerge into. <laughs> when does the AC come out in that room? Oh, as soon as I start the tub walk. Oh, when is the, the come yeah. out? Tell your wife. Girlfriend? Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Yeah. There are some nights, man, even through October and into November, I need it to be cold. Right. If it's a 55-degree warm night in November, I'm putting the AC on. I need it about 62 Two. so wow. I can go to bed. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, like, right now I'm, like, negotiating for, like, 68 and maybe you're thinking now because you negotiate. See, uh, on this shift, and I'm a happily married man, I have to sleep by myself. Oh, okay. That's sad, isn't it? I mean, 
<laughs> you feel bad for hey, me. It's actually, no, actually, there's probably some. On weekends, we sleep together a lot, but um, on the weekdays, if my wife were to come into my bedroom, my tomb, at 10, 11, whenever she goes to bed, it would ruin my whole night's right. sleep. That's the middle of the night. So I'm not one of those you guys. Full, you get a full, what, seven and a half, eight hours sleep? Yeah, about seven, seven and now, a half. Now, are you tired at seven? Yeah, usually. Okay, so you don't have trouble falling asleep. Nope, not usually. But, um, yeah, it's a nice cycle I've gotten myself into, and I like it. I mean, I've been doing this shift since 99, so we're closing in on 20 years. And then on the weekends, you go and normal? Then I'm back to normal. Okay, so then you'll sleep until 8 o'clock in the morning? No, okay. 6, maybe, 6.30. Okay. I call that normal. I've never been a late sleeper guy. Yeah, I'm tr- I try to wake up a little early, too. Yeah, even as a, in a kid, I'd be up at like at 6, 7. It's a part of my hyper personality. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't have that, too. I can't sleep I, late. I don't like sleeping in. I'll no. sleep in until about like 7.30. And I'll look at other people sleeping in, and I feel what losers they are. I don't tell them. I'm embarrassed to feel that way, but I feel it. And I know I'm wrong, but I feel that, and I can't get rid of it. Like, I'll see my wife. It's 20 after 9. Really? You're still sleeping? And then I'll walk maybe extra stompy through the right. house. Just to send a message. <laughs> Are you a coffee guy? No. Never had coffee in my life. I don't oh, like you're, stimulants of any kind. You're no, like I the know. third person I met in the last like six months. No of, coffee? Yeah. I, well, I remember trying it young as a young man and it tastes like dirt or something. I don't think you need coffee though. I think if you had coffee you'd... That's a part of the problem. No, I think uh, I don't need a st- whatever that gets... You know, the more you interview me, the more I realize I probably need help. No. Because I don't have coffee. Another thing, I don't drink. All my friends like to drink. I don't drink. I'll have socially drinks, but I don't have desire oh, right. yeah, to not, get drunk or, you know. Have, I'll, I'll go out. I mean, I don't, I don't, I used to get drunk, but I mean, I'll go out and have I drinks. I guess I got drunk, yeah. too, a couple of times in my life, but I don't drink coffee. I don't drink, period. You don't eat? I eat fast. I can't I watch fast, sports. Yeah. But this is you. This is. I wonder if you can tie this into. Are you getting it? Tell me what you really feel. I'm on blood pressure medication. Like you feel like this guy. No, I. Is I, a hyper mess. I think you live life. Oh. It could be it. Yeah, I feel like. Um, the the blood pressure also could be hereditary. It is. My mom had yeah, it, but she was so, hyper too. But I mean, she what was, are you gonna do? You can't you like unhyper do? yourself. You could cut sodium. I've cut that out of my diet. I'm yeah. not a sodium guy. But, I mean, at the same time, though, like... Low-sodium turkey. Now I'm that guy. Uh, now I'm that guy at the deli saying, um, I'll have some low-sodium turkey. Yeah, my problem is um, I need fiber. I take fiber. What? Yeah, well, because I have, like, a, a stomach condition. Digestive so I, thing? Yeah, so I need to take fiber. What's so it called? I am it's curious. Metamucil. No, the uh, Oh, it's, I have ulcerative colitis. I, I have a, that's why I asked. I have okay. a friend who has that, yeah. So I had to just take fiber. Oh, so you're really restricted with certain things, right? Well, I'm not. I, I mean, I have to just watch. Like, you know, now I'm doing well. But like, if I'm having like a flare-up, but like it, like the workplace. So like I'm, I'm, I'm a 36 year old guy, and I have to like get the fiber out. Yeah. And so like I call it my metamucil cocktail. Describe it as like a big glass, and you stir it in. Yeah, it's just like everyone. The spoon is clinging. Yeah, to everyone the side. always asks too, like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, it's like, is that like a some supplement? Like, it's uh, my fiber. It's like so embarrassing. So I know the low sodium. What if you just have more fiber foods? You don't like them? Uh, yeah, I, I could have it, but I, you have to watch like whole grains and stuff like that. Well, they're bad because it's bad. I don't know. So I, fiber helps me. Fiber. But, and you're on blood pressure medication. No, I'm not on medication. Oh, no. Okay. No, no, no. I should give you some of mine, see if you like it. What do you take? The uh, my dad takes it. Oh, okay. Small dose. And it works? It seems to work, yeah. 
I don't well, feel any different. Blood pressure is important because, like, like I actually had one roommate in New York. He was a doctor. He was saying, like, blood pressure, like, 100 years ago used to kill people. Well, he, here's the story of my life. I'll give you it in two minutes because I know you're getting bored. I'm not getting bored. My grandfather, my mom's father, she said he was this wiry, active guy. And then she said uh, when he, he was 60, I think, and she said it's like someone pulled the battery pack out of him. He just died. Huh. And it was probably because he was wiry and it was some sort of heart right. disease. And he just probably had a heart attack and dropped fast. So my mom now, I have a dad. My, both my parents are passed away. They were in their 70s. But my dad was this laid back, sedentary guy. Good guy. Right. Loves to laugh. Loved to laugh. But not the opposite of active. You know, very sedentary, right. laid back, fun, easy going. And my mom was the opposite. Wiry, hyper. Always wanted to go. So you get those genes, and I have a brother who's like my dad. He was very he's laid back. So my mom would always tell me, you're like my father, my grandfather. I uh-huh. never knew him. He died before I was born. So when you know my mom turned 70, and she, like someone pulled a battery pack out, uh-huh. we were out to dinner one day for her 70th birthday, and she passed away that uh-huh. way. Man. So now I always think I have the curse on this side of the family. Someone's going to pull my battery Well, no, you're out. aware of it. I mean, that's the thing. It's un- I'm going to go down like my mom and my grandfather, since she always told me I was like him, and she was like him, and now I'm like her. You'll uh, break but, the cycle. But, I, but my mom did always used to say, I don't like taking medication. As you know, She was like right. old school. That's how my dad is. Yeah, too. that yeah. generation. Like I, I'm like, no, give me the medication. If that's what they This is going to help my biochemistry. Right. So I'm hoping the blood pressure medication I've been on for 10 years is going to do the anti-backpack pulled out thing. And I will live a little longer than they did. But I, maybe I have full faith in you. Thank you. Yes. Maybe that's my fear of watching sports on TV and not being active because I don't have as much time as other people. But maybe you're I'm, active. I'm thinking that. My you mom a, used to walk. She was active. Do you have a Fitbit? Uh, I have a, a, a better, a, a Garmin. Oh, the Garmin. Navi watch. Okay. But I only wear it when I'm biking or something. Right. As a matter of fact, it bothers me. It'll say, you've reached your goal, and these little, like, certificates oh, yeah, yeah. fall I down. I like that. I hate that. I'm like, why are you doing this? I use it to just uh, tell me how fast and far I'm going on my bike. Okay. I don't need it to say I reached a goal in walking or yeah. whatever. I don't know what that even means. I, yeah, I'm in those uh, work week challenges. What does that mean? Like, you, you, everyone signs up, and, and uh, whoever, it's like a, it's called a work week hustle. So whoever has the most uh, steps gets, like, a badge. But people See, get crazy is, with it. Like like yeah. the guys at work, they'll just stand at their desk and walk, and I don't have a standing desk. I feel fortunate in that on this job. Remember you asked me what time I get up? Yeah. So I'm home usually by noon. So every day is like the weekend for me. Yeah. I have all afternoon um, to bike, to hike. To, I have a dog. I walk him all the time. And every day is like um, the weekend. Yeah, that's and awesome. And I hear people. My wife is one of them, 9 to 5. You know, many parts of the year she's coming home. It's dark. She's leaving. It's yeah. dark. So she can't do those things. So as much pain as it is to wake yeah, up at I mean, three thirty early, but then you, you get the benefit yeah, I later have a, in the day. I can I can be I can be active where a lot of people don't have that option, and then they have to stand with the Fitbit on and hop around. My last question I have written down here: When you were a teacher, did you let uh, your students chew gum? Definitely. You did. Okay. Um, and to finish the story from before, when I was working part time here and full time as a science teacher, and then that switched from full-time here. I wanted to be a part-time teacher, but I wanted to do it on the college level. So then I got my master's degree in environmental science 
in the early 2000s. Uh-huh. So since 2004, five, I started teaching college. So I've been doing part-time college and full-time meteorology. And I hope to be a full-time instructor maybe at some point in my life. That's, that's one thing I'd love to do is teach. Yep, it's great. And I love it. And to answer that question, I was the teacher. I'd find kids um, that back in the eight, late 80s, early 90s smoking. They'd still smoke in school. In the bathrooms? Yeah. Or if I saw them chewing gum, that's kind of minor. Yeah. Uh, here's my approach to things. Uh, let's say you're smoking. Your yeah. name is Johnny. Johnny, listen. I can take you down to the principal's office right now, and you can tell them what you're doing. Or you can find a better hiding spot. What are you going to do? Yeah, because you're not going to get them to stop smoking. No. But when you do that to a student, you have them for life now. You mm -hmm. cut them a big break, and they laugh at that. Yeah. Like, oh, man, you're the coolest. You right. cut me that break. You didn't, you didn't report me. And then they'd laugh and run off and find a new hiding spot. Yeah. Now, did I do a wrong thing? Probably. I don't think so. But in essence, I, I have that student now for life. Right. You know, I'm on his side. If you because do that then, as a teacher, you get those teachers, take that gum out of your mouth. You're an embarrassment. You do that at home. That's the worst thing a yeah, teacher can do. Yeah, gum at home. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst thing a teacher can do. I, I substitute taught. I had two two stints as a substitute teacher. One when I first got out of college and then later, like around. High school, middle school. Uh, I did all I did all grades, whatever okay. they needed me. And what'd you think? I liked it. Elementary school was the hardest. I, I was exhausted. Yeah, I never that. did that. I don't know uh, what that's like. One last thing, too. You were showing me the graphics for your forecast. Forecast, And then yeah. they take a while. Like, that takes an hour or two. Every day, I go at it. I go to a website that tells me something in history. Let's say tomorrow, uh, Wise produced its first potato chip. Well, guess what's going to be in the weather forecast? Wise. A Wise potato chip yeah. bag. Maybe that's going to represent cold air coming from Canada. And I think that makes it interesting. Oh, you know? Absolutely. I mean, you got to remember something from. Yep. And that's the same thing I do teaching. If you talk to any of my students in college level today, they'll sure say, they that guy's it. whacked. As a matter of fact, one of my students works at, what is it, DSW? Is that a shoe place? Yeah, D DSW Warehouse. It's right over there. And my wife goes there. She came home and she said, I met one of your students today. I said, oh, yeah. She said, you're whacked and nuts. And I'm like, she goes, what do you do there? You know, like that, that a student would say right. that. Because I'm totally off the wall when I'm teaching. It's serious. It's intense. And they'll tell but you the, I'm a great teacher. But the teacher, students can remember that. But it's all ridiculous stuff. Like yeah. all, just go off on tangents like I am with you now. But that's, that's the and beauty I'll talk, of it. Yeah. So that, that's how you get, you got to hold the audience, you know. No one wants a boring teacher. I don't want a boring friend. I don't want a boring teacher. I don't want a boring But here's the thing, though, too. Waitress. I, I don't people, want a boring anything. I think people need to understand that you're not boring, but if you... You're just being yourself. It's not an act that you're doing. You know what I mean? Like no, I think it's that not. I think people need to be themselves. If if they are just boring and they do that, I think people appreciate. People know when you're being fake. I am. I'm entertaining myself. Otherwise, right. I'd be bored. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> people know would I mean? know if you what you were doing was was an act. You know, or, or faking it. Yeah, I think you're right. They, yeah, they would you're see right. that you. It's not genuine. You know. Yep. Yep. I'm trying to entertain them, but I'm having fun with this myself. I love it, man. I love it. That's awesome. I think I love you. Thank you. I love you too. <laughs> Ah, is this podcast almost over? Yeah, it is. Because I want to go for a bike ride. Yeah, no, I'm no, not rushing. No, I'm we're done. No, we're done. We're done. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. And again, any kind of feedback, positive or negative, feel free to reach out via Facebook at Coal Region Campfire. And again, uh, subscribe to us. And a new episode will be waiting in your uh, podcast uh, app every Wednesday morning. Thanks again.